Hello and welcome back to the first series of the Dorset Growth Hub podcast. In this episode, we are joined by Liz Willingham, the Managing Director and Founder at Lizleen PR. Liz is also President and Chair of the Dorset Chamber of Commerce and Non-Executive Director at the British Chambers of Commerce. Liz has a wealth of experience in helping Dorset businesses thrive and in this episode she will be providing guidance and advice on your communication strategy to win new business and managing your external reputation. We have launched this series publicly on the back of the great success of our audio conference Beyond 2020. Over half the episodes have been released already and more will be released over the coming weeks. We hope our great guests can inspire and motivate you to adapt and pivot in your business. If you're looking for more support for your business, head over to dorsetgrowthhub.co.uk, register and our team of business growth consultants offer Dorset businesses 12 hours of fully funded business support through events, tailored one-to-one consultations and financial help. We really appreciate your support for this podcast. So if you enjoy the episodes, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to hit subscribe. So let's get into the episode and over to your host, Rich Byrne. Welcome, Liz. Thank you. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. It's been a crazy week, but it's a lovely bit of respite to sit here quietly for half an hour. I'm thinking the same, actually. It's nice <laughs> and peaceful in here, isn't it? I know. It's lovely. <laughs> well, welcome. Um, so, Liz, for those that don't know you, do you just want to explain who you are, your background and, and what sure. you do? I'm Liz Willingham and I'm founder and MD of Liz Lean PR. We're a communications, reputation management, marketing agency based in Poole. We're very proud to be Dorset based, but we do serve the nation and have clients all over the place. And we're not sector specific. We work across a whole different set of strategies for very different businesses across all sectors. And that's, uh, you know, an interesting part of the business for me. The variety is, is very broad. And obviously, then the experience we gain is is very broad as a result. So that's me. Has PR always been your thing? I came to Bournemouth to do the PR degree at Bournemouth Uni before it was Bournemouth Uni (laughs) and before it was even Wally Polly. Um, But I managed to come out with a Bournemouth Uni degree, so I did all right there. But it was the very first course of its kind in the UK. And I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, but I, I knew that I wanted to do some form of communications, broadcasting, something like that. And um, it kind of worked out all right. I'm very pleased with what's happened and I'm very proud to still be here in Bournemouth. And how, so how long has Liz Lean been going? We're in our 22nd year. Well, actually we're not. We're coming into our 23rd year. It's gone very, very quickly and we've seen an awful lot in, in that journey. But it's been a whole heap of fun and we've worked with some amazing clients in, along the way. And I've had incredible teams along the way. So, yeah. We're kind of maturing nicely, I think, at the moment. (laughs) So the context of this kind of chat is as part of this Beyond 2020 audio conference Mm. that we're doing. And we've got four different sectors, but this one comes under new business development. Mm. So I'm just going to jump in with with this question. So on a positive note, what opportunities have come from these difficult times that we've been in? It's been a really interesting process. And I think everyone went into a little bit of a meltdown initially of what the hell is this going to look like? We just don't know how to navigate this. This is wholly new. And everyone sort of went into panic mode. And I think as entrepreneurs, you tend to think that you need to capture that shiny new thing, that what am I missing here? What new thing do we need to launch? Do we need to be clever at straight away? When actually you forget that people rely on you just to be blimmin' well good at what you do and what you're known for. 
And that has become really quite apparent that opportunities have really come out for us since the pandemic around existing clients, past clients revisiting us because they knew that we can be trusted, that we have a solid reputation, we know what we're doing, and they want to work with people who treat them like extended family at the moment because we all need a bit of nurturing and our role is communicating for them and helping them navigate to make sure that their reputations are kept in check, that their audiences, whether they're internal or external, are are being nurtured in the right tone of voice. But we can be a little bit more objective than they can be. So whilst they're running around like headless chickens going furlough or not furlough do, we can be objective and say, your audiences need to hear from you. But they need to hear a very measured, trusting narrative from you. So we'll take care of that. You carry on with your furlough plans and we'll regroup. And that's been very much the opportunity for us to really revisit what we do best every day. And we've been very lucky and we've had some very, very loyal clients who have really worked closer with us probably than ever before. So so you're you're touching on great communication. Yes. And and that reputation. Appropriate reputation Mm -hmm. management and appropriate communication using the mode and the mood of the time to to create content that is in line with brands and not trying to do anything too clever or quirky when your audiences just want to hear your you see the whites of your eyes and hear what they are used to hearing from you and that gives them great comfort and they're more likely to buy into you because of that at this time okay so so during the crazy world that mm-hmm. we have been in and we'll continue to be in for the foreseeable future. In terms of successes for you or clients, is there some little ones that you can think because of the times that we're in, this has happened or, yes. or not? Is- I think everyone's in a mode of, is our culture right? Are we communicating to our teams right? Our teams have been incredible through the pandemic and we hadn't perhaps valued them as much as we should have done. So we are right place to help them really make sure that those messages are are planned and delivered so that they're keeping their teams happy, they're keeping their clients happy. And we've really enjoyed holding their hand in that. I think, you know, certainly the experiences I'm seeing with our clients is that they are grabbing the opportunity to expand, to acquire. And we're working on some projects at the moment that are really exciting where clients have been really quite ballsy through the lockdown period and are now at a place where they're about to announce some great new uh, associations and extensions. And I think that's testament to our resilience uh, as people and as business owners. And as the business community, um, we are very blessed that we've got some really robust organisations that do not see these curveballs as an end. They see them as opportunities. And I think you just had to get into that mindset. You had two choices. Sounds like a film that you've yeah. got two choices. So you go that way or that way. <laughs> um, here's a question, because this this comes from observations that I've seen. This is on communication. Mm. Can you over-communicate? Yes. I think the I, I always like to role play a little bit in terms of a client's audiences, whether they're internal, whether they're customers. What is my tolerance? What would be my expectation 
And we we have to remind clients that you can bombard. You can bombard the media with your information and they just put the brakes on and they just don't play. Equally, your audience is enough. I've got enough to absorb at the moment. But give me something useful, interesting, vibrant, lift my day. You know, if, they, if, if you're going to talk to them, talk to them in a language that is actually going to give them some value. And I think that's got to be number one, hasn't it? But yeah, I think I there is an awful lot of white noise out there at the moment. There always is, but especially at the moment, we have to pick our battles. Agreed. So, so in terms of tips, then you've kind of touched on some then in, in that moment just there on communication. What other tips would you give? Businesses? My my number one through the whole of this is reputation, reputation, reputation. You've worked really hard to build up your reputation. It can be dashed in a second. These moments can challenge your reputation if you're not careful and they're your biggest asset and your biggest value to your business without a doubt. What, what about those that actually perhaps have a bad reputation? Has opportunity come in these changes to build on that, to change it? Potentially, yes. I think this opportunity is, is, is a blank canvas for many to suddenly switch and go, do you know what? We've got that wrong. And I think the Black Lives Matter campaign really was testament to that. There were sure. some big brands, some very bold brands who were very well respected saying, hang on, I'm not sure that we've been getting this right. We know that that's not great and we're going to fix it. And, and those sorts of messages are very, very reputation fixing and very important. And I was really pleased to see a lot of that happen. I think if, if everyone is mindful of their reputations through this, don't forget that we can be very short-termist when we want to be. We look at the immediate, like what's happening in 2020, but what's going to happen in 2025, 20, you know, 29 and moving on from this? Hopefully we'll all still be here doing really well and <laughs> continuing to evolve and, and build our businesses. So long-term, and, and I, I'm very, you know, looking at our opportunities coming out of this and into the next year. We've become really interested in the family business place because... We are one, but we have an awful lot of clients on our list who are uh, family businesses and the DNA is very different. And one learning I've got from working with them over the years is that they don't look right here in front of your nose. They look right down the line because they are the baton holders of a legacy of a business that they've taken on and they will give to someone else. They're just here babysitting it for a period of time. So the reputation has to carry through as robust from one year to the next for their longevity. And so I've learned a lot from that, that yes, panic right now, but really look down the line and your reputation has to be carried all the way down through that. So do whatever it takes to put that as number one. So planning then, have you seen that change in terms of time frame? So you know, if I put my marketing hat on, you know, you'd be looking at 12 month marketing comms plan. I've probably seen in recent mm. times that come down Shorting. to a six months. Yeah, we, Where do you think we sit at the moment? I think um, it's nice to have that 12-month breathing space of, yeah, you know, this is this is game plan, but you've got to be agile, you've got to be fleet of foot, and you've got to be reactive when you need to be. And yeah, three, three six months is, is pretty fair at the moment. We'd been planning our return to work, return to office environment, keeping the team morale high, developing a whole system of back two days in the office, stay at home for three and evolving that. And just as it landed and we were all starting to buy into it, the goalposts change again. And and that's fine. You know, that's just what we've got to live with. And we respect that. But I think um, you just have to be prepared that whatever you put into place, 
you have to look at where the it can flex because things could change very quickly. But I think it's important to keep planning. I must admit, I'm, you know, I, lo- I love planning for my clients, but planning for myself, I'm, I, I'm quite a spontaneous <laughs> operator, really. Well, that's Opportunist. A good, that's a good balance, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah we, we have a whole mix in, in my team and I pull on them when I need a, a planning moment. <laughs> <laughs> need a planner, come and help yeah, me Yeah, come and help me plan. <laughs> so, okay, so for, for you guys and your organisation, what's, what's the focus at the moment or, or sort of building up to Christmas? Looking after our clients who have retail environments that are, you know, Christmas is going to be really key. Half term again, there are fears around, you know, whether half term will happen in the same way. I guess we have to wait. But again, planning in the hope that they that they will. Christmas is is going to be a strange one this year, but we have to make it happen on some levels. And for, as I said, for those in the retail or leisure and hospitality environments, we have to give them as many creative ideas as we can and, and ways of communicating with their audiences to make sure that people support them. I think it's really important we look out for each other, shop local wherever we can, just to get us through the hump of this winter. I'm really passionate about that. Okay, and, t- and 2021 for you? Plans or innovations or any changes to your business that you think, you know, with the learns of the past six months, anything you think you'll change? I'd like to think that we have had such amazing testimonial case study moments around taking clients through a really difficult process. And the feedback that we've had has been really heartwarming, that they do see us as that critical friend in comms, that we've really held their hands and nursed them through some really difficult challenges. And I really want to remember those, encapsulate those and extend them out to maybe other organisations that might benefit from from our support. We've got some really exciting opportunities on the table at the moment. And I'm hoping that, that everyone is feeling that too and that that's a uniform feeling that I, I think people know that they just have to keep going. They have to try something new, but they also have to look at their own values and how they're communicating them for the future. And I keep going back to that trust word. If you feel trusted, people will buy from you. If they know what you're about, they will come hunting. And if you're positioning yourself as a thought leader, as an expert and a trusted pair of hands, new business will come your way. I'm really confident about that. But 2021, I'm open-minded. I'm really excited about some of the, the new activities we're undertaking, particularly in the family business scenario. And uh, I'm hoping that all sorts of things will come out of that. Final question. So for those that organizations that are managing PR in-house themselves, perhaps don't have the budgets to, to, to use great companies like yourselves. In terms of communication then, things we've touched on, communication, reputation, trust, where's a, where's a good starting point or re-evaluation point? What would you recommend? What advice would you give to those? I think do and love, you know, a very simple audit of how you're communicating and who you're communicating to. And, and is, that, what, is that externally and internally both, as well? Both. Both. Okay. Keeping your teams with you, especially when there's lots of remote working going on, keeping your teams connected is really difficult. So they really need to hear from you regularly. So maybe a little bit of a a plan of how regularly am I talking to my internal audiences? What am I saying to them? What are the key messages? Have I got buy-in? And then thinking about the customer 
How often should I be talking to them? What should I be saying? How am I going to communicate with them? Is it social media? Is it, you know, other forms of, of using editorial or direct communications? It's time to reevaluate. And I think it's really important that you don't just scattergun everything in a mishmash way. It will look like that. You're better off taking a day out, sitting somewhere quiet and really thinking through in a measured way. And be honest be true to yourself, true to your brand. If you're an owner manager and you have a product or a brand, think about how you want your message to land in the tone of voice. That if they could hear your voice or see your face, and maybe you do a video call to your team and say, Hi, you know, I'm feeling a little bit, you know, weird this week with all the new changes. How are you guys feeling? You know, it can go such a long way. And we're getting great feedback to hear that as soon as companies see their leaders not looking vulnerable but just being human to them face to face and engaging with them face to face in a simple smartphone video call they feel they're in a safe place there's an awful lot of anxiety out there and as business leaders we just power on do what we do and we forget that actually everyone is having a different experience here so role play a bit think about what they might need to hear from you and how often and just get on and do it. That's a great finish that, I think, Liz. Just get on and do just it. Just get on and do it. <laughs> Listen, Liz, it's been a real pleasure having a chat with you today. Thanks for your time. Thanks for sharing some, some really great insights and tips and a bit about your world. Thanks, Thanks so much. I've really enjoyed it and I wish you really well with the conference. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to hear more about how you can win more new business, please listen to our other episodes with Katie Street, Adam Perry and Catherine Wright, or you can head straight to the Q&A with all of the speakers in episode 13. We really hope you're enjoying this series, so please subscribe to be the first to hear when the next episodes are released.